Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's a COB and it's the, I can't believe it's the 22nd of September already. I know. What is happening? What this happened? Year? I guess it doesn't help when August is a blur of reporting season and, uh, and it's, uh, but no less volatile today. I mean, goodness me, I was on the 11 and the three and the stock market was telling <laughs> me two very different things. Yeah, two very different <laughs> days, right? This morning, yeah, it was see a red but we've managed to finish up in the green as you can see on the background on the clothes it certainly is now the the uh the headline that made the difference uh and of course everyone has been talking about the evergrand uh i'm sure everyone knows who that is property developer over in china threatening to default on coupon payments of course markets don't like that at all but uh, when I was in at 11, the market was down. We're back to risk off, drag. It was a sea of red running through all the Osby's platforms. And then suddenly Evergrande announced that it would be making a coupon payment. There you go. In any other environment, <laughs> that should just be a given. But no, it was an absolute risk on move. The, the, uh, the market popped up. Currency too. Yeah, exactly. The Aussie dollar is slightly higher, but I guess... Everyone was talking about this as the Lehman Brothers moment for China, right? So they were very much talking it up, but yeah, it doesn't, doesn't seem to have happened so far. Yeah, it's a bit of an odd one. So at the end of the day, I mean, just looking at my screens here, the I have to say the banks didn't feel any love today, uh, despite the fact that we're not having a Lehman's moment uh, at this point in time. But other than that, most of the major miners, I mean, Fortescue up 4.8, BHP up 2.6. Of course, anything to do with China pretty much closed in the green today but oh boy she was a wild ride let's jump to sticking with resources and we had Nadine here in the box seat today talking about uh, the call and they were talking about Regis resources a goldie and so of course it's also 10 stocks in one hour as well as Regis resources and they had a chat with let me excuse me I wasn't ready and our discussions today besides Nadine of course Andrew Wyland from DP Wealth Advisory and Henry Jennings from Marcus today had a wide-ranging chat have a listen and Regis as you just had that chart up there before it hasn't been a pleasant looking chart in fact I think it said it was down about 59 percent if I remember correctly but even over three and five years there we go even over three and five years it's still been pretty ordinary as well our view is that we prefer uh, evolution or we prefer northern star that would be probably my two uh, in the sort of that mid tier if you can call them mid tier newcrest is obviously the standout relating from the bigger picture but being the etf guy i can't go 
Pass saying GDX is another one that you might want to consider. From my point of view, Regis, interesting. Uh, Tropicana, if it comes online, when it comes online, will be a positive for them, but at the moment, it's a hold. To be honest, this one has been a little bit of a dog. Uh, if you're looking around for gold stocks that have really underperformed, underwhelmed, uh, you couldn't probably go much further than uh, Regis Resources. Not only has there been uh, problems with bullion pricing, which of course is the big driver of these gold stocks, but also trying to work out where the growth is coming from. Now, they have bought, as Andrew says, that 30% holding in Tropicana. The only good thing you could say is that during all this uh, volatility that we've seen, uh, which is nice to see for a change, then uh, we have seen gold hold up relatively well, considering against some of the um, the crypto newbies. So maybe a small nibble here for Regis for that kicker for the McFillamy's project next year. And if you fancied the gold price heading a little bit higher. And that was certainly a busy session, Cara, with a hold and a buy when it comes to Regis Resources, ticker code RRL. But Andrew and Henry were in a buying, buying mood for stocks. Yeah, I guess it is all about buying the dip then. They are. We, are have, we have plenty of guests here on Ausbiz calling a correction for quite some time. And uh, although I had a chat to Angus Geddes over at Fat Profits and he was like, you know, it's up there with that's not a knife. Like, yeah. That's not a correction. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you've got to look towards the 10%, 20% if you're going to start using that word. Hey, talking of volatility, iron ore, of course, still on the table when it comes to China. We had Carl Kapalinga from Think Markets on the trade this afternoon. We read through the technicals. We learned some lessons as to what you should look out for next time we see moves like this. And then we went through all of the charts, BHP, Rio Tinto and Fortescue, as to whether we should be buying the dip at the moment. And then also on the cars was John Mills from Fat Profits. He had Santos in his portfolio when it comes to the oil play. So all the resources in focus this week. Uh, So have a listen to that one. That's on the newsletter as well. Yeah, we had a chat with resources as well saying for some, such as oil and gas and Woodside, is that the commodity prices and the stock prices, there's just... They're not meeting in the middle. So I I guess when we have a lot of our investors looking to ESG and clean energy, the risk is, you know, oil and gas get left behind. So pretty much a lot of our uh, show notes are talking about all of this and more, of course. Uh, just to throw in Annette's angle today, I do contribute to the CAB on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And I'm, I'm basically saying we are really are not – a panicky uh, economy, you know, whether or not China collapses, of course, will not go unscathed in terms of the Aussie market. But let's face it, our corporates are cashed up, our mm-hmm. households are cashed up, the COB, COB, excuse me, the RBA can do more and the governments can do more. So we've got a pretty big safety net here. So even if we get, you know, wobbles in the stock market, we've got a pretty strong safety net here. Hey, talking of wobbles... Were you watching Carl Rotter from IG live on this morning when that uh, when the earthquake happened in Melbourne? Uh, his reaction was pretty great. Kept his call, call as a cucumber. But, of course, that was a big news story today, wasn't it? All over Twitter as soon as it happened. It sure was. And we've just got an update here from the boss, Kylie Merritt. It's just reminding us that Kyle versus earthquake, 56 
5,600 views on Twitter. <laughs> Kyle very generously gave us permission to put his reaction on social media. So if you want to see someone look nervously around four walls, that, <laughs> that pretty much summarises it there. So poor old Melbourne absolutely having a tough time at the market and that uh, at the moment and that certainly didn't help a few bricks and mortars falling around. Now, in terms of event risk, I will just mention one thing quickly here domestically with the RBA's head of financial stability chatting at lunchtime today. She really emphasised that if home loan growth exceeds income growth, we could be running into vulnerabilities. That's central bank speak for debt to income is starting to look uncomfortable. So a lot of our analysts that come on Ausbiz says macro Peru is coming, but it's not the investor market yet. It's not high LVR loans, but in terms of that debt to income ratio is looking a little spicy. Hey, Annette, the Fed. What are oh, we thinking? It's been on. I've been, been putting it off all week, hasn't <laughs> it? No, I'm not going to put let you put it off any longer. I'm excited for some volatility in the currency markets. Hopefully, I mean we all know the consensus. It's a November for a, a December taper, right? But yeah. is that going to be the case? It may not be because uh, I think the the taper tantrum. I think that's been well and truly ameliorated um, for now. A few steps closer. The doves are still winning because that last non-farm payrolls wasn't too hot. So in terms of making progress, so taper's not on the agenda, but the all-important dot plot, because if we cast our mind back to last time in June, the jaw dropper there was seven out of 18 Fed members looking for a hike as soon as next year. No one was expecting that. And poor old Jay Powell spent the next few weeks watering that down, saying, don't worry about the dot plot which brought out a few analysts saying we'll stop publishing the (laughs) damn thing then if you're not going to pay attention to it so that is actually what people will be looking for Uh, seven out of 18 is a significant number but not a majority and some of the people I spoke to were quite divided on whether or not that will become the majority so that's point one point two we get 2024 of which you might get an RBA dot on there (laughs) by then, Uh, but we're certainly not sure at what the Fed members think. So what's the, is the US dollar sitting pretty neutral? No one's looking for a market moving event. Look at the moment, it's everyone's pointing to the upside, right? For for broad US dollar strength. I mean, the Australian dollar is, is a marker for risk sentiment, sitting just above that 72.50 mark at the moment. But uh, I think that currency trade is always looking for, for a bit of volatility over these events. But broadly, it's the, bring, the greenback higher as, as this taper story starts to unfold. So it's uh, 4 a.m. our time. Sorry, but I won't won't be setting the alarm. No, and at 4.30 will be probably the more important press conference of what sort of questions will we have. We do know they're a bit touch and go in terms of the quality of the questions. Let's hope that uh, some of my banking colleagues gets in the ears of journos and we actually get some sensible questions. So of course we will be live here we'll be having a meeting, we'll get some interesting dot points and charts put together to analyse the Fed and what of course means for us here in Australia at 8.30 at the Open. Sounds good, see you then. See you then. <laughs>